0: I'm Mike and I'm Adam and this is Stuff and Waffle, two friends talking about stuff and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars like never before because we have been to see no time to die. Yes, yes, you're going to need to hold on to your hats. It's going to be all Bond and yeah, nothing else really. Hardcore Bond tonight. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose we should do it early doors. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Please do not listen to this if you haven't seen it and don't want it to be spoiled. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, you do want it spoiled, then have at it. Yeah, but it's up to you. <laughs> but yes, if you don't want to know what's happened and you are waiting to see it, um, then um, yeah, maybe don't listen to this one. Yeah. yeah well um, not yeah. not till later no <laughs> delay yeah you'll have yeah. to listen to it once you've watched it that's fine oh well obviously they'll yeah. everyone will want to but um yeah this, this is this companion is... podcast yeah absolutely yeah. this yeah i mean yeah i i'm sure if we uh we just email barbara we'll we'll be able to use the word official and everything on it it'd be fine yeah no i mean there might be slight issues because they already have one but that's not yeah but this well, is I think will's way way better yeah, yeah we'll supersede that that's fine, yeah, it's fine so right. we we went to a cinema we did we we went out we, did, we there were people there, yeah um, <laughs> it, it was quite a novel experience we we even dined beforehand we did this is yeah, not for nearly two years has anything like that happened. Oh. It's weird, isn't it? Just... It it was very strange, yes. Mm. But the smell welcome. of the cinema—that's what got me. There's yeah, a, a, you know. And it it wasn't too grotty either, actually. Not I, at all. And we discovered the cinema we went to has obviously been upgraded since the last time we went because the seats were much better. Definitely better seats, and definitely. Some, someone's been round with the old anti back. Make sure that COVID's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, there's yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, we haven't got it, and it was a week ago. So, <laughs> Yeah, all is well. I um, think so. I think we got away with that. I mean, the only thing that perhaps bothered me ever so slightly during the cinema experience was, uh, I don't know if you've blocked it from your memory, actually, but we were sat watching the trailers, and mm. uh, the cinema that we go to, they uh, sometimes uh, schedule in a live show. So, for example, if something's happening in London on stage, they'll live stream it into the cinema. Oh, OK. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. OK. Uh, yeah. And uh, you- you'll remember it when I say it. They were advertising that we could go and see a live performance via video feed of uh, Cliff Richard. Oh, God, they did, didn't they? Yes. yes. No, <laughs> yes. I oh, I had forgotten that. Thank you so much for bringing that back. He's... Oh, dear. He looks a bit... Old? <laughs> Preserved, I was going to go with Ah, pickled I, I just wonder if they've embalmed him already Oh, oh that's really spooky mm. on, my, on my Instagram feed oh, There is no. a picture of him Just below the post that you've just put up Oh, is he next to his uh, vehicle? He is Oh god, yes, I saw that one earlier on yeah, that's really freaky. I just scrolled down, and you're talking about Cliff Richard, and there is his smiling face. Oh dear, no, freaky! That was... He's yeah. in the internet. Mm. He's leaning on a Rover seventy-five touring. Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> if ever there was a Sir Cliff car, that's it. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Oh, you'll have a few of those. He will. It'll be humming away in there chirping along to wired for sound wasn't they oh dear oh dear yes i do recall that trailer now it went on too long and um it was quite disturbing yeah it it was yeah how much do you not want to be in the audience for that oh enormously very much never ever want to even go near the building yeah oh yes i think i can't remember whether you actually heard my expletive well, it was quite loud. I, it was. I, I think I recall something. I just couldn't believe that it was like, no, no, don't do it. No, oh, oh god, no, they've oh, done yeah, it. Put it on. Uh-huh. No. Mm, this is not your audience. No. <laughs> no, I can. I can imagine we could look around that room, and there would be no one going. Yeah. Should we get tickets oh, for that? Oh, I think we ought to. Yeah, I'm making note of that. Yeah. Unbelievable. oh Oh, dear dear oh dear yes that was a truly horrible moment but um it uh it did not detract uh from uh the rest of the evening fortunately (laughs) no fortunately not no we uh, i would say we struck it from the uh, memory but it stuck in mine i'm afraid yeah it it had gone from mine but you've just brought it back so that's excellent work there Good, good there we go yes Uh, well we said it was all Bond content, but that was just being Cliff Richard Heavy there for a minute. <laughs> Richard Heavy for a minute. We even <laughs> talked about one a car. That's yeah, didn't expect that. Right, let's no, move no, no, no. on. Rover seventy five, it's fine. That's true, it's one of our yeah. favourites. Yeah. So um yes, so a new Bond film. Yes. Very good. Yes. It, yeah, and it was long and I <laughs> didn't need a we. No, well, we preempted that, didn't we? We 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 mm. sorted that beforehand. Well, obviously uh, individually we didn't it wasn't a communal event. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't team piss, no. No, um, that's no. That's grotty. But, um, no, but it was it's a bit different, wasn't it? Uh yeah. Mm. Not what I was expecting. Um no. I'm somewhat familiar with the genre, as I think we've established. Yeah, I <laughs> think I think between us we've seen a couple. I think we might have, uh, yeah. That yeah. I'm I'm still haven't quite come to terms with it. I have to say, it is uh, not my favourite. No, that's okay. And I think I think I don't think it was ever going to be. Because no, I don't think it's. I'd be surprised if it was anyone's favourite. To be honest, no. It um, it, t- it takes a lot to get near favourite territory, doesn't it? So yes, it does. Oh, it does. But that's not to say it was a failure. It no, been, uh, I think it's got some problems. I don't okay. think it's. I don't think it's a perfect film by a long no. way. Um, but it has some. It has a very good score. A very uh, good the score. Old, the old Zimmer. Ah, the old Zimmer frame. Yeah. Yep. Um With lots of references to um, the work of David Arnold and John Barry, um, working in some melodies of the past. Oh um, yes. Oh yes. Oh yes, yes. Leaning heavily on, on the Majesty's Secret Service. It's um, a good one, as it is a good one, as the whole film does actually. Um, yes, but uh, good, good score. Good, um, some good individual sequences. I think the film has a bit of a problem with pacing. It's a little inconsistent. Um, I think there's the, the style of the film is a little inconsistent. Sometimes even within the same sequence, that they sort of change pace, which I found a little distracting. I suppose um, it's a difficult one because it's been sat sat for a while, fiddled with different directors, different directors, different writers. Mm. Um, it's been re-edited a couple of times. In fact, I think there was a I think there was a car sequence which was done away with. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, sort of in the middle of the movie, I, I'm. I'm sure I saw some pre-production stuff that was not in the movie. Um, I think so. I I did try to have a rummage. I couldn't find it. Mm. So. Some stuff involving one of the Astons. Mm. Um, I'm sure I can't find it now either. But I am sure I saw some stuff on MI6 when yeah. they were filming it, which was definitely not in the movie. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know the bits you mean. But, that was interesting, and of course, less said about the ending, the better. Um, but Eddie, um, yeah, but it's uh, not it, start at the end. No, we, we won't. We'll come on to that. No, we'll yeah. let's let's yeah let's let's do this. Let's do this logically. Um, right. Given a little bit of an overview there, but let's let's do this logically. Right. Let, let, if we're going to do it logically, we're doing a car podcast. We're going to go yeah. for the cars first, yes. then then rather than. Turning into a film review. we'll do we'll do a nice summary, won't we I think that, yeah I think so yeah, I, I, think, I think that's it. the way forward um yeah. so we begin in Italy um we do and all is well, and the db5's there it is mm. um it is looking uh, looking resplendent as mm-hmm. it always does now these db5s of course were not. Actually, DB5s. No, they were very much, uh, but well, they were laser scanned, yes, carbon fiber bodied, so they yep. look the part, yeah, not entirely Aston Martin underneath. <laughs> no, I'm not in, uh, no, in not, no, <laughs> mm. <laughs> or BMW, I believe, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I say a little bit, all of it, all of it, M3, I'm told, yeah, so I've heard, so. But I mean, that's all right. Uh, yes, well, I mean, it makes it um, uh, much more uh, easy to chuck it about and doing stunts with it than a car that's worth probably at least a million quid. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to think: you're going to ha- actually have to drive these cars hard. Do you want to do that with yes. any of original cars or the recreation ones? Not a chance. No, well, the recreation ones are three and a half million uh, yeah. each, and um, they're going to need quite a few for the yes. for the length of the sequence that they've filmed. They needed quite a few, and, well, I mean, there aren't that many originals. No, they, no. they only made about 900 in the first place. So. Yes. So, no, it's, it's fair that they used new sort of... Well, they're not bodged jobs. They were very well done. Oh, yeah, um, but then, yeah, not original DB5s, not in any way, shape, or form. No, and I, I do believe uh, they made eight in, in that particular spec. Okay, that sounds about right. Uh, and is, is a nice nod. I love a bit of Le Mans. Um, the, when they were made, they were given a shakedown, all, all cars were given a shakedown by Aston Martin racing legend, Darren Turner. Very good. Yeah. So he good. good. I knew they'd spent some time thrashing them around to make sure they were okay. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, he he did he did the legwork, on that? Oh, very good. Mm. Very good. So now there were some inconsistencies I noticed here. mm mm-hmm. And not inconsistencies inconsistencies if I could speak, um, between the cars, but inconsistencies between those cars and the originals yes well this is this is an issue going back many years isn't it um well it is i mean you, as we've already discovered uh, discovered no what is wrong with me disgust sorry? disgust <laughs> there you go um that's the word um the original car was different anyway uh, but even if you're matching to the others there were a few bits that they uh, i guess decided not to include for instance it had the uh, roof panel for the ejector seat. That's clear in several shots. Yes. It did not, however, have the bulletproof screen that came out, out of the boot lid. No, but he clearly had a bit of work done because he got shot at and was all right. Yeah, that's true. Yes, very, very bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Um, more bulletproof than anybody has a right to, I would suggest. I think um, so. I think Q has been very busy there. It also doesn't have the uh, box on the front bumper for the revolving number plate. Uh, That is correct. I'm looking at a picture of it now in my book. Mm, It does not. However, we can forgive these small matters because we know the car's been rebuilt anyway, at least once, because it was rebuilt in the last film. Um, That's right. Didn't they even make a nod to that? Uh, that he said he'd made some tweaks because he had to have it rebuilt or something along the Yes, lines. I think he did. Yes. yes, I think he did at one point. I can't remember the exact words he used, but yes. No, so that's a nice get out of jail free card, that. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can do anything. Well, the, the whole universe works like that, doesn't it? This never happened to the other fella. That's it. Instant get out of jail. All the way back to him. Yep. Yes, yes. He put that on Twitter. I noticed. He he went to see the film in Los Angeles, Mr Lazenby. He did indeed, I saw that. He put put on Twitter, I've been to see one of the other fellas, I thought that was lovely. Yes, he's... He's enjoying quite the renaissance at the moment, isn't he? Isn't he? He's the man of the moment, isn't he, all of a sudden? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, for a film that was virtually buried after it was launched, and they they kind of almost denied its existence for decades. Um, it's actually been more referenced than any other Bond film within the series. Uh, yeah, it really has, yeah. Yeah, all the way through. Um, even in the Roger Moore films, it came up a couple of times. Well, that's um, it, because you've got, in Roger Moore's films, you've there's a reference to it in Man with the Golden Gun, a uh, reference to someone he... Loved and lost. Uh, Um, Yes, there's a reference to it in the Spy Who Loved Me as well. uh, Oh, yes. Sorry, no. I got my arse about face. I meant Spy Who Loved Me. I was going to thought you did. Not getting Bond wrong. Yes, Um, exactly. I thought you did. Yes. um, Major Amasava mentions that he's been married. Yeah. Yes, and then obviously the uh, beginning of for your eyes only. Your eyes only. He's at Tracy's grave. Yeah. And it's mentioned again in Licence to Kill. Ah, yes, uh, at the end of uh, Felix and Della's wedding. That's right. He was married once, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And then, good heavens, this film. And then, good heavens, this film. It is all over the place. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. We have all the time in the world. He even says that line at the beginning. Mm. Um, Yeah. Whilst driving, said DB5. Uh, bringing it back to the cars, um, cars Yes, here we go. We're... Yes, it it is a very good sequence that mm. with the DB5. I thought the DB5s looked very convincing. I have to say they, oh, they um, looked they really did. Yeah, they really did. Um, yeah, they do look real. They do mm. look like proper DB5s. Um, I'm sure up close you could spot all sorts of rough edges, but on film, uh, um, I'm assuming they probably added a couple that would fairly tip-top for the close-ups wouldn't they i'd have thought i mean the ones the ones the actors were in seemed to have fairly complete and accurate interiors that's right um i'm sure some of the stunt cars didn't bother with that Um, no no and they would have been hacked about as well i expect yeah stunt drivers on the roof and such like well i've seen pictures there was at least one with the the driving pod on the roof um and all kind of rigging down both sides for for cameras and cables strapped to it and all sorts of things. We Um, should give a little nod to the person who did the majority of the DB5 driving, and that was um, rally driver Mark Higgins. Oh, very good. Um, Very good. He's actually done quite a lot of Bond work since Quantum of Solace, I believe. Uh, Okay. Yes, because it was Ben Collins, wasn't it, before that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Ben Collins definitely did Casino. He he did Casino and he he definitely did Quantum. Yeah, I think I think they shared roles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good sequence. Its bulletproof abilities are stretching things a little, <laughs> but well, there it is. It's all right, it's um, all right. Yeah, it's we'll, fiction. It's fine. We'll let them get away with that. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, very good sequence. I thought, and I liked the little. Touch particularly uh, when they're in the square and he's doing donuts in it, mm. um, spraying his bullets everywhere. Um, for the <laughs> little close-up of the um, of the rev counter. Yes, no, very nice. That was very, that was very good. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that that's someone actively thinking about that. So yeah. somebody. There's definitely. I don't know who was in charge of selecting the vehicles, but there's definitely somebody who knows their cars because the chase cars in that sequence uh, were quite interesting yes because we had a f- some various ones um, we had various ones um the uh, Jag uh, XFs Jag XFs the facelift ones yeah yep. um a couple um, of those the Maserati Quattroporte Maserati Quattroporte the uh, 80s one uh, yes, it yeah, must have been in yes. the 80s, possibly into 90s, but yeah, the, you know, so. the boxy fella. That's a very interesting choice. Um... That's, that's a discerning choice. That's, that's what? If you were a villain in Italy, perfect. Oh, oh absolutely. That's Mafia, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yes. Got, got written all over it. Um, less glamorous Italian vehicle was the Lancia Thesis yes again though an interesting choice very interesting choice yeah somebody who knows their cars were in charge of choosing those mm. um because they're not you're not just ringing up a dealer and saying we need some cars for a bond film and they're turning up those are specifically selected very specific i like that that, that was yeah. good um they obviously uh, had to use some jaguars because of the sponsorships. So. <laughs> yeah there was a few janks in there yeah. um there was um, in passing shot. There was uh, being Italy. It was a Fiat one two seven. Of course, uh, yep. absolutely. Oh, and uh, a carefully placed Ferrari. Ah, yes. When we arrived at the train station, the mm-hmm. uh, the Dino three hundred eight GT. There you go. Yes, lovely red, just parked under the trees there. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, that's not there by accident. It's not. It's but it's one of those things. It's it's a fairly unloved Ferrari. You think, well, it someone, is, isn't someone's it? Someone's put yeah. it there on purpose. Yeah, that's not that's not one of the the hot ones, really, is it? That's not the one that people are buying. No. Um, you've got to know what that is, mm. and um, somebody obviously did. No, that's fair. Fair play. I liked that. Mm. That was good.
1: Um, um,
0: one one little comment regarding the whole opening sequence and chase and villains, um, the car ends up in quite the state. It I does. Mean, being bashed around tight. Well, he, get, he goes down a few alleyways, doesn't he, that it doesn't quite fit and things. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's interesting when they shot it, they actually shot the towards the end of the sequence first. So... They actually battered it about before they shot the pristine. I've I've seen them doing that. They, they, yeah. I've seen um, props guys sort of running up and down these cars with blocks of sandpaper and chisels and screwdrivers and all sorts of things to, to, yeah, to deliberately damaging them. Um, Yeah, yeah. That must be a fun job. Yes, that's that must be. Not, I tell you what, that must be difficult actually, because you got to think if you've made, if you want to damage what is meant to be a '60s car, mm. and yet underneath all of the lovely paintwork is carbon fibre. Yeah, I'll so be I careful sus- how far you dig down. Yeah, I suspect a bit, a bit more paintwork was used in that to make it look right. I don't suppose, although I've seen them doing that. Um, oh. I have to say it's some of it a stickers as well. And some of it will have been stickers, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. it was. Absolutely. Yep. But I have seen them with blocks of sandpaper and things going up and down them, so I know some of it is real. Um, yeah. But, but no, yes. I, I liked the fact that they did it ass about face. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, they've only got eight cars. I mean, even though they're not real DB5s, they're still not going to be cheap. Not um, at all, no. so They've got no. eight. They're probably not getting any more. No, so. no, no. <laughs> They want to look after them vaguely well, I suppose. Yes, they've got to do it right. Um, mm. So, yes, that's, that's nice. I like that. That makes, that makes sense. Um, mm. Yeah. And, well, that, that concludes the pre-titled sequences, doesn't it? Well, it does really. A little motorbike action, but obviously we're not interested in that. Um, it was a lovely triumph. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. I had no idea, but I'm glad it was a British bike. Uh, you can. They even made special editions. You can buy them. Of course you can. Of course you can. Of course you can. An <laughs> extortionate <laughs> amount of money for what's be oh, yeah. a standard Triumph of some, a particular paint job and a badge. Well, you can you can buy a DB5 full of gadgets if you you know. Okay, the Triumph is considerably more affordable than that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you no, know, but. Not nice motorbikes. Um, and I suppose the ne- the next vehicle we should mention, actually, is because we... Well, the next one of interest in terms of the film sequence uh, is when we arrive at Mr. Bond several years later.
1: Five years later. Uh, five, five, in yeah. fact.
0: Yes, there we go. Yes. They even said it on screen. They um, <laughs> did, actually, yeah, yes. He's, he's in Jamaica, and he's got a set of wheels for himself. He has, hasn't he? He's got a a little a little bungalow there, which is looks suspiciously like Goldeneye. Um, that's fine. That's a nice little nod, I thought. Yeah, I said, well, that's... it it was actually filmed just down the road from Goldeneye. Mm. Um, it wasn't Goldeneye, but it was a very similar property. Okay, that's um, nice. Yeah, um, um, very similar sort of you know bungalow style with the. Um blue-vid windows and the wide open doors and yeah, lovely. Oh, oh yeah, basically you can take the side of the house off, can't you? Yeah, well you want to there. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna want or... a through draft. You are gonna want a bit of a breeze on the yeah. go. Yes, absolutely. But he's uh Mr. Bond's rocking a Land Rover series three. He is, isn't he? Mm. He's proper incognito with that. Yeah. Yeah. Proper no Jamaica, yeah. Properly ropey, yes. But still works. Yeah, well, till it gets broken, yeah. Well, it was deliberately broken. It didn't actually break down. No, no, I know. That's what I mean. That's why I said it oh, gets okay. broken. No, that's it fine. doesn't what break. I... It gets broken, yes. It's important to clarify that on a Land Rover product. It is, because <laughs> it would have been very easy to believe that it had just broken down on its own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I've parked it. It doesn't work anymore. All right. nobody, nobody would have questioned that. No, no, that's no. That's fine. They didn't need to break it deliberately. It's, you know... The plot would have worked just as well if it had just conked out. <laughs> you and... Park up, you go in for a little bit of a drinky, you come out and oh needs mm-hmm. a bit of tinkering. <laughs> of course it does. But I thought that was lovely. Lovely vehicle. Really cool. There is um this isn't car related, but I feel it needs mentioning as lovers of the music. Please do. In in Bond's Uh, whatever it was bungalow chalet whatever you want to call it um they'd obviously dressed that it was bond's place he'd been living there for years Mm -hmm. um there was a um marantz uh hi-fi system which is a wonderful old make that's nice no good spot i didn't register my dad just that My dad has a Marantz tuner. It's one of my earliest memories of its little needles flicking back and forth. Lovely. Um, He's had it for, well, clearly decades. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) And uh, uh, yes, there was a, yes, a Marantz, uh, but it wasn't um, a stacking system. It was all kind of separate, which I thought was all hand-picked, you know, separate tuner, separate amplifier, separate CD player, all... Just yeah, there. no, he's do- he's done well. Beautiful likes likes to get the sounds just right. Does Mister Bond? Mm. Yes, yes. Get the banging tunes going correctly. Nothing, nothing to do with cars, but I felt it was in, it was a nice enough touch to worth mentioning. It was nice, and you mentioned that. I mean, you got to think perhaps some of his previous films were were dripping with product placement. Um I didn't feel you might strange. say that. Yes. I didn't feel too sold to during this film. No, I didn't, actually. I didn't feel the product placement was as brash as it's been in previous times. Um, Partly, I mean, it's possible they sort of toned it down. They might have even had to pull some of it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, because some of it actually doesn't, like it was supposed to be the launch of the new Land Rover Defender, but it's actually been out now for about 18 months. (laughs) yeah we've got that well that's gone so i wonder whether they've said that it's pointless just you know just take Mm. it out because the kind of the ship has sailed yes um i mean i've even seen some round here that's how long it's been out yeah well there's actually loads around here now yeah well there would be wouldn't there farming country um oh yeah the farmers aren't buying those though that's true that's not, that's not for them that's for the rich no, folks that's now. a very good point actually yes no farmers can't afford Land Rovers anymore no they're um, all in Toyota L200s now um Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi L200 sorry I corrected myself on. before you did come on yes. <laughs> Mitsubishi it's been a long day that's um fine. um <laughs> yeah. right cars so we're cars. gonna go Mentioned a classic stereo. I'm sorry. That's fine. I I like that. I I accept that. That's got its place on the podcast. Yes, I thought Um, so. Yes, we for the next vehicle of note, jump back to London. Um, We do, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. We do, and and it's a car we've seen before. Or have we? It is, and it's Um, it's one of my favourites. In fact, I would. Possibly go as so far as to say it is my favourite Bond car. It's a um, bold statement, and it's a good choice. Mm, I think uh, so. But in one of my favourite movies, it, it's it's not my favourite, but we will be coming on to my favourite very soon. I feel okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, you've you've made a very strong choice, and it, <laughs> like you say, it's from a good a good film initially. Yeah. A good film, yeah. From where it comes from, the Aston Martin uh V8 Vantage, I believe. Oh, because sometimes it's called the Volante, but I believe that's the convertible version. That is correct, yes. Uh, and, and we, when it appears, the in they have the winterized version in this, yeah. film. <laughs> yes, exactly yes, that. it appears in the Living Daylights, yes, that's right. It was Timothy Dalton's car B549WUU, right? Um, and uh it's just lovely i i like the idea that bond has got classic aston martin stashed in lockups all over london imagine how much he's spending on rent on these lockups oh just because he's uh, yeah they're not small either (laughs) and um yeah so he goes in pulls the sheet off in the same way that he does with the db5 in skyfall and um there it is. I'd out the, the idea that he just, it's a turnkey. He just gets in it and he's gone. I mean, he's not in there putting a battery on it and pumping the tires up and changing the oil filter. And because it's been sitting for years, yeah, there's no not, way that is starting on the button. No, he's not thought, oh, I wonder if this fuel's a bit stale. Do I need to, um, <laughs> no, he's just in change, it and gone. drain the tank and put a new fuel, uh, fuel filter on that. Yeah. He is going to be in that lockup for hours getting that going again. Mm. He's going to be up and down to Halford's. Sh- it's gonna take him quite a while. Not convinced Halford's are gonna have the parts for that. Well well, no, maybe not. But <laughs> he's um he is faffing with that for quite some time. Um but not sadly, sadly we don't get to see that, but I like to feel that that he is doing because you know that there's no way if that's been sitting for five years, it's just starting up and he's gone. That'd be fine, be fine. No. <laughs> you have a little faith. The nineteen eighties Aston. Yeah, it's not going to work, is it? No. Uh, But, yeah, it's... uh, Now we come on to the bit where I I took a slight issue with the film going, while I like that car, and Mm. it is one of the best of the Bond cars throughout the series, Mm -hmm. what's it doing in there? I know. It makes no sense, does it? I mean, neither, I suppose, does the DB5, if you're being... No, specific it, about bonds. It doesn't, but that, that leans on the heritage, and I suppose they could argue. So does the V eight go? Well, yeah, but you've made so much emphasis during No Time to Die on uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, why on earth is it? not, why not? the DBS? Why is it not a sixty nine DBS? Yeah, would make a lot more sense, wouldn't it? Um, uh, and- particularly setting up the jeopardy of what happened in that car at the end of that movie. Yeah. Um, you kind of think if you had Bond and Madeline in that with the On Her Majesty's Secret Service and him saying, we have all the time in the world, I mean, we're going to be on the edge of our seats. I mean, we already were. As soon as those words fell out of his gob, we go, oh, for God's sake, don't say that. Oh, I don't know. Don't do that. That doesn't go well. No. <laughs> no. Have you not seen the other movie? (laughs) (laughs) Look what happened to the other fella. Mm. Didn't go well. (laughs) Uh, But if they were going to bring back a car, it should have been that one. Yeah, I agree. I Uh, agree. And I I didn't think of that during the movie, but as soon as you commented on that afterwards, I thought, yeah, that's, that's dead right. It should have been. They've made so many references, but there were no references to... The living daylights and yet that's the car they chose um, I mean, granted we all like the car oh it's nothing this is nothing against that car I think it's brilliant mm. um, well, it is it is my favourite of the Bond cars mm. but I agree entirely that in the context of this story the DBS I think would have worked better um, and, and you can't so, tell yeah. me they couldn't have got one <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no someone's going to have one yeah, Aston Martin have got one. In fact, Aston Martin have not got the original on Her Majesty's Secret Service car, but they do have an exact uh, same model um, on the original number plates, uh, GKX8G. Yes, and oh, it's just it should have been that because it should have been that. I, well, and I like I, like I alluded to, that that one's my favourite. That's very good. It's very good. That's it's like a close it's, second for me. It's, a it's close not gadget-laden or anything daft. It's just proper car. No, it doesn't really do anything. Um, but it is a proper Aston. Mm. Um, also driven by Roger Moore and the Persuaders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not the same car, but no, no. No, a DBS. Um, but, yes, uh, I, it is a very strong choice, and it's a close second for me behind the Living Daylights. Mm. Car. Yeah. And and it would have made more sense, and I think actually would have set up more suspense in the story, had it been a DDS. So. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so. I mean, I mean, granted, yeah, the 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 uh, is there, and but it it doesn't get like a huge amount of screen time. There's that wonderful shot of him getting out of it, tweak the cuffs off you, pop. Oh, perfect. Yes, yep, he's he's good. good with he's good with the cuffs, Daniel Craig. Yeah, oh, he loves a bit of it. Doesn't he? Shooting the cuffs is the uh, Saville Row name for it. That that's that was his thing because Brosnan always had the tie. He loved a bit Brosnan of. Brosnan did the tie. Yes, that's very true. Um Connery did quite a lot of tie action as well. Yeah, he um, liked a bit of tie. Liked a bit of tie, Um, but yes, uh, shooting the cuffs is very much Daniel Craig's thing. Yeah, mm. uh, it's good. It is. I mean, but I don't know. If there's not a huge amount more to say on it, really, is there? It? Because it well, doesn't... that car doesn't do anything. Although, as a, as we said at the top, it I think it did do more, but the sequences got cut out. Um, yeah. but I mean, now whether that was maybe they chose the Living Daylights car because that did have gadgets in it, and maybe some of those gadgets were utilised in that sequence, which never made it into the final film, whereas the DBS never had any gadgets, or at least not that we ever saw. That could have been the reason for choosing it. I suppose. But in the context of the finished film, I agree entirely, the DBS would have made more sense uh, on several levels. Yes. But um... but there we go. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't get a huge amount of screen time. Bit of London. Drive up to Norway. That's, Which we that's... don't really see. Um, no, no, not at all. I mean, really. that's going to have taken him a while. <laughs> oh, you imagine the fuel bill on that. Oh, mm. absolutely. A 1980s Aston Martin V8 driving from London to Norway. That's right. And it, it, it won't have been beautifully set up, as we discussed. He'd have got it running in the garage. He wouldn't have had time to properly balance the carbs or anything like that. It... Rough as a badger's badger. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, that's where we leave it. Fortunately, we can pick up almost immediately from Norway. Mm. Um, as, yes. as Mr. Bond sets off in a different vehicle. He does a very different vehicle. A vehicle I believe we have never seen him in before. No, I don't think so. No. Not that I can recall anyway. No. A, 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 a Toyota Land Cruiser. A T- Toyota Land Cruiser in beige. Yes, I believe J90 Prado. Oh very good. Very good. Yeah. I'm not familiar with my land cruisers, but I'll bow to your superior knowledge there. Oh it's it's the Japanese thing. I like a I like a weird number. Oh you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah of course you do. Of course uh, you so do. yeah, off he set off he goes with uh Madeline and Oh yeah, he's with, got a baby on board with his, with his family in the back. Yeah. Yes, we should have had a baby on board sticker in the rear window, shouldn't we, really? That yeah, would have just mm. finished that off nicely if it were yeah. a Roger Moore film it would have it absolutely would have yes mm. absolutely and there would have been some uh, uh, toys dangling from the rearview mirror so I sincerely oh. hope so yeah
1: <laughs>
0: some sort of little rattling squeaking device would have been rolling around in there that's right yes no fortunately we didn't have to have a drive that. in the country <laughs> <laughs> yes good, oh, yeah, good. all yeah. of that yeah. that would have broken the tension beautifully wouldn't it it would I would have knackered that. Uh, Yes, he Uh, uses it to bap a few uh, uh, Jaguar Land Rover products out of the way. Ah, yes, because he uh, deals with the two uh, Range Rover sports, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does. They're they're gone quite quickly. Um, Yeah, Yeah. rolling down the hills, yeah. Yeah, I've read it in a few places now that they weren't initially going to be used. I have also heard this, yes, but they were delivered because there was a delay with the defenders. That's it. So that's why we have the initial chase by the two Range Rovers. And yes, they were supposed to be defenders. Mm. So that that's all right. It it worked. I didn't feel like we were shortchanged. It just felt like well. We'll we'll set no. the boys off in the Range Rovers first, and well, they've ruined it. Right, time to roll out the defenders. Well, you always send the first couple; they're never going to make it, are they? The first couple are always going to go down. So we will send them out in the the older cars. That's right. Yep. Um, so. But in many ways, that kind of it. Had they been defenders, as you said earlier, it perhaps would have ramped up the product placement thing. Um, hmm. And you kind of think, well, actually, yeah. I mean, yes, those are current models, but they're. A bit older and yeah. Um you didn't Nicely feel as sinister. Didn't feel the right. soul to with those, but yes, all blacked out and yeah, I thought that was fine. Oh yeah, I accept that, that, that as a villain vehicle, that's fine. It was quite a good sequence that generally. Really um, good. Really good. Really good. In the forest. I thought that worked extremely well. Mm. Um I and mean, we yeah, the it was nice to have the defenders. They were they were not treated gentle, were they? They were not, no. Now, I've heard that they were uh, pre-production models. That's right. They were the first 10 off the pilot version of the production line. Yes, I've heard that, because it was all in a bit of a rush. Um, Mm. And that sequence was shot in Scotland, not Norway. That's right. You'll like this about how rushed they were. Um, They, they, with new cars... uh, in prototype form there are going to be problems uh, mm. and these days the computers run everything uh they were their uh, jaguar land rover were actually sending uh software updates over the air ah. to help out with weirdness and glitches oh fantastic mm. i like i like that very much yes that's yep. excellent I thought you'd like that. Oh, that's very good. Yes, I like I like that. Um, I also liked the again. This is a little nod to a previous Bond, where our hero wishes to dispatch um, one of the villains, um, but he's out of ammunition, and the villain is lying under a rolled Land Rover that is sort of balanced on the edge. Um, yes, on an iffy bit us. of tree, wasn't it? iffy bit of tree, and um, Bond just gives it a shove, and down it goes and squishes the villain. I thought a nice little nod to Bond kicking the Mercedes off the cliff in Fiori's Only with the villain in it. Oh, I yes. that was that was a nice little... I don't know if that was intentional, but I thought it was a nice little... No, I, I think, well... homage. I, I would be surprised if that were not intentional. That was. Um, oh yeah, I would was think that very yeah. reminiscent. Yes, it was. Mm. Um, it I liked was. that. Yes, that was a nice little, nice little touch. I thought, mm. um, and a dispatch of a, a truly objectionable individual. So... Oh, he was really. I mean, he was punchable, wasn't he? That one. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mind you... Really, did... really dislikable. Yeah, we did <laughs> declare spoilers, so that was that was Logan Ash was the cast. the fella, yes, yes, the double agent, yes. yes. Um, yeah, I mean, even before you knew he was a double agent, you didn't like it. No, you're no, a... you're oh, a slimy little kid. You are... Yeah, you are a class A bellend. <laughs> yes, you really are. Well, like Bond says, he smiles too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Spot on. Yeah, yes. Got that exactly right yes yes you very mistrustful of people who smile too much mm. <laughs> no that was that was very good um before yeah. we move on before yeah, we move on yeah. from from norway mm. um bond leaves the aston um parked in a forest we don't we don't see it again well, he lives um, at Madeline's house, doesn't he? Oh, he does, yeah, but that's in the forest. So Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's not on the main road, I'll grant you? No, very much not, no. We should, before we move on from that car, just touch on its potential provenance, because I've done a little research here. Well, you say potential provenance. You're suggesting that it doesn't have any. Well, yes and no. Well, um it is not the original car from the living daylights i have established that even though it's wearing the same number plate and it's clearly supposed to be mm. um and it is identical too apparently from what i've read um it was a car that was commissioned by uh, an aston martin customer mm-hmm. who specifically wanted a living daylights replica Oh lovely uh, so they built it for him, cost about one hundred and thirty thousand pounds, something like that, in the early nineties. Mm. Um, and it was then uh, years later it was sold back to Aston Martin, um, and it's that car that is in the movie. So it is a real uh, V eight Vantage. It's not a it's not a fake like the DB fives. It is it is a genuine car. Um, but it was not built for the movie, but it was built as a replica of the original. Okay, that's good. That's good. I like that. I that... thought that, that uh, I, I, we'd have been remiss if we'd moved on from Norway without just covering. No, that, I like I that. I, I yes. think that's very important. And ooh, whoever commissioned that, well, well done. Well done. Yeah, they obviously had some fairly deep pockets. Um, but um... yeah, I mean, because when you said one hundred thirty thousand, I thought you meant it's so... like I'm, I'm no, going to no, no. see what I can do about that. Yeah, we might almost be able to scrape that together between us. They sell, sell a reasonable portion of the house, but that's fine. That's um, all right. We did a bit of remortgaging here and there. We might, oh, we yeah. might be able to get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, spend the rest of our lives paying it off. Um, but uh, no, this was um, back in the day. Uh, it it was not. It was not recently. Okay, but um, it, it was a commission. Uh, to build a replica of the original, so excellent, love that, yeah, yeah, well done, then.
1: So um, whether
0: that car was available and was offered to the production by Aston Martin, they're saying, well, you know, you might want some genuine classic Aston in here. We've got this one,
1: yep. or
0: whether the production went to them and said, we want a Living Daylights car. I don't know. I kind of kind of feel like it would have been offered to them by aston martin they would have said well we've got this in the collection um would you like to Dbs use in the collection well they have got a dbs in the collection that's true again like this one wearing the correct plate um yeah don't know don't know which way round that was mm, gonna get cross um mm. actually before we do leave um uh norway uh, after all of the antics ensue and four x fours are flying everywhere, yes, Mister Bond does get collected uh, in in another Aston Martin. Oh, he does! Yes, By, he's having a, he's having a bit of a walk, isn't he? Yeah, he's having a little wander. And uh, Nomi, yep. uh, comes to pick him up. Who is? She does. again? We've already done spoilers. She's 007. She is 007, for a bit. For a bit, it's fine. For a bit, um, yeah. <laughs> So he gets collected in that. Um, He does. That's kind of the car's only moment, isn't it? Pretty much. She has a spirited drive to the plane and there's Mm -hmm. a bit of a drift.
1: A little bit on
0: the the runway there and that's about it for that. Yeah. It's not a big Uh, moment. No gadgets or anything like that. No. no, I suppose, actually, rather than saying new Aston, it's the Aston Martin DBS Superleggera. Yes, uh, just to be literally. specific. That's be specific. Please mm. be specific. Yes. <laughs> um, and I the only other uh, that's not it for Aston's. Uh, it's not, but it might as well be. <laughs> but it might as well be because uh, it was it was Q's lab, wasn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, in, in the background, there's yeah. very briefly uh, the new and yet to be. Is it? No, it is. It is sort of out now, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, so. Uh, I'm not sure anyone's actually bought one, but it is. No, yeah, the, the Aston Martin Valhalla. Yes, um, striking uh, looking thing. I bet. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, give I, it that. Yeah. yeah, got a bit, got a bit of time for it, but uh, yeah, I don't want one. But it, I know, like and it uh, it does nothing in the film. No, no, it it sits there. That that's a lot. It sits there looking pretty in the corner. That's, mm. that's about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that very much was there in order to have it there. Um, that does nothing to advance the story. It doesn't. But in in a way that I quite like that it. it was a fleeting glance, not, not even referenced, that'll do. Yeah, I think I'll that's accept fine. That. I think that's fine. We've had stuff like that before. The Bond association um, with Aston is strong, so that's fine. Well, I mean, you could argue Aston Martin wouldn't still be around without the Bond connection. I mean, it has well, quite. it has done them well over the years. Mm. Ironic, given that they weren't very interested when it first came up. Well, yes, but there we go. They've, they've climbed right back on that bandwagon. So. Oh, they're all over that these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, try making a Bond film without an Aston Martin in it. Yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? Uh, no. Well, we haven't... No. I don't... Since Die Another Day, if, if we haven't had one without, have we? Hmm. Because Die Another mm, Day was vanquished. Casino Royale was DB5. Was DB5 DBS. DB5. Yes. Quantum was DBS. Skyfall was, was DB5. Five. Vector was um, DB5 D- and DB10. Yes, and The latest of course. one yes. is... Um, DB5 and Vantage, And Vantage and and Valhalla um, and, and DBS Superleggera and all of them. Yeah. Yes, more Astons in this one than in any other. Yeah, uh, yes, you're quite correct. Yes, we we have not been without an Aston um, since uh, since the Brosnan era. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. But I, I think that's very true. I think in terms of No Time to Die, that's probably. It for car action? Um, oh. Yeah, because the, the rest of the film is planes, boats and um, uh, soggy trousers, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, there is an element of water here, so that's right. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, the, the, the car action is very much in the first sort of two-thirds of the film, isn't it? There isn't, right. there isn't any at the end. Yes. No, no, it's um, very, very uh, damp. No... Uh, no Jaguar XJ chauffeuring M around this time. No, nope. um, no. Nope. So and, uh, yeah, I think you're right. So I think then we should naturally move on to a bit of a movie summary, shouldn't we? Probably. Yeah, I tippy in in this direction at the beginning, um, but um, uh, yeah, I think like we said, you've you've you covered the fact that the pace is a bit hit and miss well not hit it, and miss just just changes a bit too abruptly it's yes it does it's it's inconsistent and i i felt i was yeah i the bond films of old used to do establishing shots multiple establishing shots for a location very well like the books and like fleming's very deep descriptions of things yeah. it helped you feel more immersed in it like we're you know we're going to the bahamas now so let's have some nice shots of the just take a moment you know just take a few seconds and let's have a few sweeping vistas and maybe some wildlife and you know just take a moment to say right we're moving here now i felt with this film and it's not just this film it's a, it's a, it's a style that seems to be infecting all these sorts of movies including the last few bonds we're just suddenly norway and you know it's just uh, there it's like nah. within the city you're in you're in london and then a split second later you're pulling up in your car uh in norway and it's like well hang on give yeah. me a minute here give me a minute no i think, um, think you i think you're right it's it's it's, an issue. it's they've lost they've lost something there I think, um, I think, like you say, industry-wide rather than specifically Bond. Yeah, it's not a criticism of this film. It's how all films are these days, but I think it's a shame. I think mm. you lose something with that. That kind of... I don't mind fast-paced editing in an action scene. When you're just changing locations, just to boom, done it. Um, I mean, he's not teleported there. <laughs> you know, there's been some travel, and I just think it's nice just to immerse the audience a little bit in the location. I mean, you know, the exotic locations is a big part of the Bond thing and you don't really get, you know, and the the tight, close-in editing, you don't get a feeling of, you know, like Madeline's house. You know, it's all close-ups. You think, can I see a shot of it from the outside? Can I get, you know, can I just get an idea of where it, you know, what it can you just give me a minute? (laughs) Okay. It's, okay. um, yeah, I, I think they've lost something with that. Um, mm. It's, um, well, hopefully, I mean, so, cinema you know, cinema style shift, don't they? So, yes, I'd like hope. to see that. I'd like to see that come back. But yeah. that was always a staple of the older Bond films is that you always felt, you know, immersed in the location. And I, I didn't get that um, and haven't got that from the le- these later ones. Well, that's okay. That's a fair criticism. i, I like But you're that. you're right. It was the the pacing of the film was inconsistent, um, um, even within even within you know individual sequences. Yeah, um, I think I think one sequence that I really enjoyed, that was actually paced quite well, and I didn't think was fragmented as a whole, was mm. the. Uh, was the Cuban stuff that's a wonderful sequence uh, uh Paloma's character that she she is fantastic she is brilliant she should get her own series that was yeah. yes that that was brilliant it was yeah. it was amusing it was sassy it was that was a very enjoyable sequence the byplay between Bond and nomi um kind of working against each other at that point and um yeah, that was a brilliant sequence. It was it was funny. It moved the story on. Some nice action. Um, yeah, as I said, there are individual sequences which are very good, and that that is, is one of them. That's a real high point. That really really was. Um, I mean, it, it the way it concluded made for I mean made for difficult watching because we had to say goodbye to Felix. Yes, that was a great shame, and I'm not convinced within the context of the story that he needed to die. Um No, I th- I just I just feel it's part of the Daniel Craig bookend. Seems to be, yeah. But, every uh, every it's, it's a bit of a fire sale, isn't it? Everyone must go. Um, and I have to say, I'm going to put Jeffrey Wright right up there as Felix actors. Really enjoyed him. Very good, mm. yeah, very good. Uh, from Casino Royale onwards, mm. um, yeah, he's been brilliant. A very strong Felix. Um. I've always liked David Hedison in the role. Um, Interestingly, the only other man to play it more than once. Yes, indeed. Live and Let Die and Licensed Kill. Um, he had extremely good chemistry with Roger Moore, which I think helped in Live and Let Die, because uh, mm. they they knew each other and had done for years. Yeah, that um, was really good. Slightly less chemistry with Timothy Dalton, but... Uh, Dalton's Bond in *License to Kill* is is a very different style. Anyway, we're more akin to what we've got with with Craig. So, um, yeah, I know. Uh, what yeah, you mean, yeah. That, that sort of uh, more gritty. Yes. Uh, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Well, he was a bit ahead of his time with that. Um, but um, yes, I agree. Um, uh, Mr. Wright is a, is an excellent uh, Felix, and I don't. He did. He didn't need to die. And that was a shame. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean. It wasn't essential to the story, but like we said, I suppose it's, it, it comes back to it just being just being that, like we said, the bookend, really, wouldn't it? I think so, yeah, but there it is. But yes, uh, that whole Cuban sequence was uh, was really good, really good. That was one of the best sequences in the movie. I did like the sequence in the forest in Norway. I thought that worked very well. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 no that was that was really good, yeah, yeah, that worked, that worked well, yeah, lovely sort of sinister overtones, really, yeah, good. the dark, kind of misty, foggy forest, and that was proper kind of old school with Bond sort of firing at nothing to try and draw them out, and that was proper, you really felt in the moment with that, um, yes, yeah, it was a good sequence, um. A sequence of two halves with the first half in the cars and then on foot. And, uh, yeah, that, that that worked very well. That's another high point for me. Yeah, I no, I completely agree. Really enjoyed that. <clears throat> um, what I really enjoyed was Bond and M.
1: <laughs>
0: it, uh, it was very much, um, well, it was a bit fractured at the beginning, wasn't it? it was it never we've never had a scene like that i mean we've we've had bond and m be a bit abrasive with each other before but nothing like that um, no. and i felt that i felt that m in this film was i struggled to believe he was the same character of the previous film he was very different i didn't feel I wasn't. Mm, I struggled with with M's motivations for what he did in in this one. I felt that uh, there's nothing against Ray, Ray Fines in the role; he's brilliant. But yeah, yeah, the character f- it felt like too much of a departure. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. For me, uh, I liked the the byplay between him and Bond. You know, has this has this desk got bigger, or have you got smaller? Oh, I, I love the. That... Um... But M is clear, M's clearly under some sort of strain because um, – well, again, spoilers, it's fine. Um, the uh, Hercules uh, – oh, God, what's it called? Oh, um, yes. Heracles, um, there we go. Heracles, yes, well done. There we go. I've kept <laughs> wanting to say Hercules. It's, no, it's not that. It's close. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's, got a plane. he's got a plane out the back. Yes. Yeah. Either that or I mean, really... – reference. Um, <laughs> or he really likes greek gods one of the two um, one of the two yeah yeah uh, so no yeah heracles um, that's that m is responsible for it and clearly yeah. is, is feeling a little uh a little under strain because it's it's out in the open world and and been acquired by a villainous chap that's uh, the bit i struggle with though that m would have been involved in something like that at all mm, well it's. i suppose it's a new era of espionage maybe well maybe would. yeah but I loved yeah. the fact that he kept going for whiskey and going, oh, you're thirsty. You're thirsty today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's coming from Bond, who never leaves the bottle alone. No, Bond's drinking that. in this film is enormous. I mean, even mm. when they visit Q's flat, he's straight on the wine. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, you got a bottle on the go. <laughs> Rude not to. True. Yeah. You've only just arrived. Mm. But yes, clearly M is under some pressure in that in that scene. Um mm. nice uh office. Um very, very classic good. M office with very um, reminiscent. You'd expect a bit of Bernard Lee in there, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. It was yeah, absolutely. Um but we do have a couple of portraits in the movie of former M's. Yes we do. Yes, yes we do indeed. We've uh we've got uh Judy Dench, don't we? We do. We've got Judy Dench and we've got Bernard Lee. Bernard Lee played M in the first 11 Bond films. Um, hang on, hang on. Because you say... did they, Did they cut to a shot of Robert Brown as well? Well, I didn't see that, but I've heard talk of it online that there may have been the artist who did those two portraits posted them both on Twitter because um, mm. I downloaded them for my personal collection. Very good. And um, he only posted Bernard Lee and Judy Dench. Part of um, my brain thinks I saw it, but... I Yeah, I've heard this. You're not the first person to say that. I've, I've seen that online. Um, I didn't see it, but it's certainly something I will be examining. Um, when I'm able to get the movie on my own screen. <laughs> yeah, the the next time we watch it. I mean, I'm not ruling out another cinema trip, to be honest. Just to, okay. Just to hammer yeah. some of this home, actually. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't hurt. Just to dot the I's and cross the T's. Um Wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. Mm. Yeah, I hope I hope it is there. It would be mm. nice. Yes, to have Robert Brown. Um, yeah, we'll 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 try and um, pay more attention this time. Yes. Indeed, yes. um, he uh, played M in four Bond films, I believe. That
1: sounds about right.
0: Octopussy, A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights, A Licence to Kill. Yep, I'm 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 happy with that. And then good, and then Judi Dench came in because Bernard Lee died shortly after Moonraker. That's they right. We didn't, didn't replace him. him. No, we had Tanner, chief of staff. Gave Bond his mission in Feor Eyes Only. And then um, Octopus who was Robert Brown. Robert Brown. Robert Brown was in one previous Bond film. He was. He was Admiral Hargreaves in The Spy Who Loved Me. Very good. Top Marks, sir. Top <laughs> Marks. <laughs> I knew you'd get that. Yeah, yes, yeah. fine. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. So yes, the the byplay between Bond and M was good fun. Um I found M's character. I don't know. For me, it was a little bit they had gone. They they pushed the character a little bit too far. They pushed the character a little bit beyond what I was prepared to put up with. Um, but um, but I mean, in in Bond films of years gone by, it's such a small role in comparison to what there is now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm. Well, the role expanded enormously with Judi Dench in it, didn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, her introduction in Goldeneye is just tremendous. Um, oh fantastic yeah yeah those Uh, two worked so beautifully together i did she must work better with brosnan than she did with craig i think her two i'll single out my two favorite m scenes shall i judy dench judy dench yeah yeah. yes the introduction of her character with pierce brosnan you're a sexist misogynist dinosaur etc that, that well, that's very good as well because you've got the the Tanner element in there as well, which worked quite well because he shoots himself in the foot. Yes, it? he does. Yes, he does. Yes. yes, yes. The evil queen of numbers. She's standing behind me, isn't she? Isn't she has. Yes. Um, <laughs> <yes. laughs> uh, uh, sorry. And your second one. My second one. Um, in Skyfall, uh, Bond says yeah. to her, "I read your." Obituary of me, and she says, and, and he is appalling. Yeah, that yeah, was I, good. yeah, I knew you'd hate it. I think that whole bit was good, though, because um, he says that he's going to go and find a hotel. He said, We're not bloody well oh, yeah. staying here. That's right. Yes, you bloody well not sleeping here. Yes, that's right. Oh, we sold your flat. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, very good yes she's well i mean the, she doesn't give a bad performance does she so it's, no no you're in safe hands you are in safe hands with her and it's a great shame that she's not in it anymore um although the way they've taken the character i think uh, Rafe finds is more appropriate he's more he's more old school the way that skyfall ended uh, with the the shots of him in his office and you think oh yes yeah, so we've arrived here yeah proper old school he's got the military bearing because mm-hmm. uh, although in the books and in the early films M was um, Royal Navy uh, whereas Ray finds his M is Army um, still got the military bearing and you know mm-hmm. a not dissimilar background from Bond no in fact mm-hmm. I think in In On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Bond refers to M as the Admiral.
1: Because if you recall, he turns
0: up at his house. It's the only time we've ever seen... Well, it's not the only time we've seen M's house, because, of course, we've seen Judi Dench's um, place a few times. But Bond goes to... uh, Well, what can only be described as a mansion. It is a big (laughs) one, isn't it? It's a big one. He's uh, a... Cheeky bit of uh lepidoptery, there that's right, unusually small, yes. for of uh, whatever it is. Oh, yes. yeah, no no one knows yet, no one knows what that is. Yes, I thought you were on leave, mm. yes, but that was uh, yeah, um, and he arrives and says to the butler, Is uh, the admiral in? So yes, that's, that's that definitely was, navy, that's definitely navy, yeah. But Ray finds his M is army, that's that's correct, That's it's yes. explained, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting scenes. The uh, we come back to M's office at the end, of course. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, um, I suppose we should uh, tackle the uh, well, the elephant in the room now, shouldn't we? Oh, it's controversial, isn't it? <laughs> and I've I've sat with it for a long time now. And yes, um, I think I think you and I. Are Actually, going to—I'm not going to say we're going to argue about this, but probably not going to wholly agree on it from our previous uh, discussions. Uh, possibly. possibly. So I, I like you, have given this a lot of thought. Mm. More, more than is healthy, really. Uh, it's fine. These things <laughs> need thinking about. Someone needs they, to have a little think. Yeah. Um, so we've. Actually, actually, before we tackle that, there is one glaring thing that both you and I agree on that we think is just a bit crap, and that is the motivation of Safin. Yeah, we haven't really got any. That's the problem. That's the reason we haven't mentioned it, because I think this whole thing could virtually take place without him being involved. Yes, this is the first time you could actually remove the villain completely from the movie and it actually <laughs> wouldn't make much difference. No, it's just thinking, well, yeah, all right, He's right, he's, he's got a cheeky little grudge. Um, but yeah, he, but how yeah, do we go from a cheeky little grudge to, I want to kill everyone? <laughs> yeah, I want to kill everyone and I and oh, oh, I'm well-funded. Oh Yeah, you? are you really? Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong... I'm not doing a disservice to Rami Malek. I think I think the part no. was well acted. I just think the part was not written beautifully. I don't think he had a lot to work with. To no, be fair to I... him, no. I don't think it's a bad performance. I just don't think he, there was enough on the page for him to 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 really give it much. Um, no. Uh, and part of me worries that actually it was a bit more sinister, and perhaps some hit the cutting room floor because it is yes. virus related i agree i think they thought oh dear <laughs> i mean sorry, <laughs> oh, what, what we've written is actually happening <laughs> but, i mean yeah i mean it's, yeah, it's just it was I a bit of a... bad luck with that i'll give them that yeah, I, think, I, mean, I think that was that was just awful timing as it turned out yeah and it just i think it is it's just not very well motivated that, no, I mean, we, I'm happy to leave that there as a thing. I'm just going, I can't I, really dwell on it much more. I think the first time we see him at the beginning, right at the very beginning, um, after the okay. slightly disappointing opening gun barrel sequence, um, first one ever without any blood. Oh, dear, I'm saying nothing. Um, oh, crap. Um, when we first see him, you know, back in the past, mm. and he's He's at, um well, what he will have known as Mr. White's house, but Mr. White isn't there, but his family is. Yep. And he kills Madeline's mother, and he goes after Madeline and all that. You kind of... You're right. Mr. White killed his family, so he goes to kill Mr. White's family. Yep. Okay, I get that. That's, you know... Eye for an eye type of fact. Yeah. If you're going to kill someone's whole family, but leave them alive, you can expect them to come and have a word. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. I think that's, that's, I get that. That works really well. Yep. He chooses to save Madeline. Okay. She's a child. Um, yeah. I mean, she shot him about six times. There's a little detail here as well, uh, which I will just touch on before we move away from the pre title sequence. Please do. When we see him uh, walking upright again, hmm. um, and she's under the ice and he fires at the ice to make a hole so she can come up. Yeah. There is a bullet hole right where his heart would be. This was in the trailer, and it's what led people to say, oh, is he Dr. No? Because in the book, Dr. No's heart is on the other side of his chest. That's true. I've heard this. So where she shoots him in the chest, shoots him directly in the heart, Mm. and then he's all right is that well he's not all right but he's not dead no. um you know is that suggest- so i don't he's not dr no but i think that's possibly a little detail that they took from the book uh which wasn't used in the film dr no Nocturne. but the explanation of that may have ended up on the cutting room floor either mm-hmm. that or it's a subtle little detail for the real hardcore bond fans to to winkle out but- i mean if it is, I like that, but it's just... Yeah, couldn't... I haven't got a problem with that. But my point was that he started strong. That pre-title sequence, I thought, yeah, that's cool. We can see what he's up to. Yeah, eye for an eye and all that, and let's see where we go from here. The next time we see him, you know, I am going to kill everybody. Well, how did we get from yeah, wanting so revenge it... from against the man killed your family to wanting to extinguish ex- extinguish millions of people that's it i mean because we the cuban bit is him basically eradicating spectre yeah i think, think all right that's the organization associated with mr white so yeah so you're still, you're still on your revenge thing yeah you're yeah, in your, you've, you've got your context but like you've you say, taken it to a whole new level but yeah, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll After go with that. This. <laughs> yes, it's a million miles an hour to go. The planet gone. Yeah, oh, dear. how did we go from one to the other? Because he's not a specter because I thought, oh, was he like all the other villains as part of Spectre? You know, because the, the R in Spectre does stand for revenge, so I thought, well, you know, is it part, but he's not because he gets rid of them. Yeah, he's so, not keen. He? No, he's not more keen. He's not big on them. No, no, he's not popping round to Blofelds for a barbecue. Oh, so, no. yeah, I, I like you say his maybe too much of his character ended up on the cutting room floor, so that it didn't so much so it didn't really make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, yeah, he's not believable, and I think. The ending of the film, which is very much clearly based around that shaky uh, motivation, it spoils it because all the jeopardy that's built up there. Yes, but why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, it it doesn't. And right here we go then, Maria. We've reached the end of the film, haven't we? We have. We've we've got we it. At least twice in this podcast, um, yeah, I took us back to the beginning there for a second, so that's yeah, yeah. Um, right, hmm. okay, well, I've got some problems here well let i I'll, I'll summarize there there's there's a bit of peril, yeah, crisis averted, yeah, oh bollocks, no <laughs> uh, gotta go back, turns out it wasn't averted then bond encounters. Safin directly. He does. Uh, we've uh, He's been at a poke with a, a vial of these Heracles genetic clever virus that. He's at a whack. Yeah. yeah. You're basically a carrier and you can eradicate certain people. Yeah. Uh, and Safin has made it so that Mr. Bond eradicates his, his dearly beloved. Yes. So it is uh, Madeline and and the child, or oh, yes. Matilda, isn't it? All Matilda, because it's a French name, obviously. It's, it's Matilda. It um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> t- uh, yeah. So, and he's quite the broken chap as a result. Yeah, so snapping. Um, he pulls his arm off. Um, yeah, yeah. It snap- makes a snapping. Oh, a horrible snapping noise. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, uh, but it is a bit late now because yeah, the old missiles are on their way. Mr. Bond's managed to get back up there and open the old so that the missiles can get in there. Yeah, he's gone and pulled the ancient lever again. I yeah. did quite like the bit where Q is explaining to him which button he needs to push, but he just pushes all of them. Yeah. Um, he's got to be very careful. The sequence is very specific, Bond. Yes, and he's in there just whacking everything that moves. I thought that was a nice... Little nod, perhaps, back to the man with the golden gun, where Bond is trying to explain to Goodnight which button she needs to push. Every damn button! Just push every button, will you? Yes. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Fortunately, Bond isn't wearing a very skimpy nineteen seventies bikini. So yeah, yeah, we're we're thankful for that. Um, uh, But unfortunately, time is not on his side. No, I've got a problem with that as well. But yes, it's not. You're right. (laughs) Uh, and um, and for the first time in cinema history, Mister Bond meets his maker. He does. Kaboom! We have the death of 007. We do, and it was uh, quite the moment. It was. I. Well, yeah. We, Not we... Since the death of Mister Spock, have hmm. we felt uh, that uh, that kind of uh, emotion in the cinema? Yeah. Hmm. It was tricky that, wasn't it? Yeah. It certainly um uh caused a bit of discussion around the place. It did. Well, actually, it 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 made the entire place shut up. It did. Oh, you could have heard a pin drop in the cinema. <laughs> yes, absolutely. you like, "What? What's, eh? what's happened here then? You can't do that." Didn't um, stop from doing it, though, did it? No, it did not. Um, and this, yeah. this is the bit where I think you and I possibly disagree. Well, let's find out. Well, I, I still don't have a problem with him dying. Mm-hmm. We're in a universe where it doesn't actually matter that much. Yes. I think, I think we're dealing with the Mr. Craig films in isolation. If that's what happens, um, and these are a bubble, and we will get another reboot, I think that's, yeah, I can live with that. I don't have a problem with this Bond dying as such. I do have some problems in the way in which it happened. Mm, Yeah, go on then. I'd simply, i simply... I don't think it was good enough. I don't think it was properly thought out. I think it was weak. I think there are some enormous plot holes, even for a Bond film. And I know you have to try and look past that with Bond, but... Well, you have to try and look past that with the Bond of old. Mm. This is not the Bond of old. These movies have not been like that. No. No. Um, I think we throw away Felix, we throw away the whole of Spectre in seconds, the death of Blofeld was extremely unsatisfying. I I agree it was unsatisfying. I like the fact that we, th- that we were left thinking, oh no, we've just dodged a bullet here and went, oh dear... <laughs> yeah yeah there's that and I, and i, I thought when, when when I thought when watching it the way Bond grabs him and die blow fell die, I thought that was out of character, but it's actually from the book um you only live twice yes, um Bond grabs him and says that line, so fair enough, that's from Fleming um I, well, the, yeah. con- the context is different the context um, is different, but I quite like the fact that 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 was actually. A colossal mistake, yes. Um, um yes, it well, was. It's, it's yes. anticlimactic, but you think actually that's quite it's it was a cock up. Um, what, a, what an interesting way for it to end, yeah. I, I didn't mind that so much, however. And um, we'd come back to you when I live twice later, but I have, yeah, I have some issues with the ending, not so much that Bond died. Um, but I felt that there were better, more meaningful ways it could have been done. I thought the whole countdown to the missiles arriving was contrived. Yes, there are other ships on their way to the island, but the fleet is there. I mean, one of the things that a lot of Hollywood movies are often criticised for um is you know having america police the world well that happened in this film only it was us you know don't tell the chinese the americans you know don't don't tell you know don't tell them anything we're just getting on with this um we've got m ordering an admiral to fire his missiles m does not have that authority he is Grossly exceeded his authority in doing that, and the admiral would not have taken his orders. Mm. I thought the whole sort of whatever it was, nine minute countdown oh, we've got to get the got to blow it up before the terrorist ships arrive. Well, A, you don't know the terrorist ships, and B, intercept the ships. You're there with an aircraft carrier. Um, yeah, you probably do something about it, and you don't destroy that facility with bombs. That stuff's going to leak into the sea, you are never going to be rid of it. That's not the way to do it. You're sending a team to dismantle it very bloody carefully. You don't just blow it up. That was nonsense. But even if you're gonna do that, even if you suspend that, you know that logic and say, "Oh, we're gonna blow it up." All right. Have Bond just standing there as a completely broken man, never able to, you know, see his family again. I mean. I, I sh- yeah i suppose it's a poetic ending i felt it would have been better if they'd done something like oh this rusty lever keeps slipping i'm going to have to stand here and hold it to keep the doors open so that there is a reason for him to stay there not just to have him slumped in a corner given up i thought that was it was almost insulting to to the character of bond and to the You know, fifty years of, or sixty years, in fact, um, yeah, of of Bond, and I just felt it was wrong, and I felt they'd taken so many liberties in this film that that ending was a step too far for me. Uh, And the more I've thought about it, the more angry I've got about it. That I I feel quite let down by the ending, not so much that he died, you know, I can. I can live with that on the basis that these five films exist in their own bubble. And Which, we, think, and we like loads of other reviews I've read and watched, we sat to the end of the credits to make damn sure there was a James Bond will return at the end. Very specific. It said James <laughs> Bond and not 007. So it's well, it, it has always said James Bond. Will it, return. it it has, but we just wanted to make sure that everything is yes. as was as it should everybody, be everybody there's more people sitting to the end of the credits of this film than ever before yeah so um, we're all right we're all right so that suggests i can cope with with the fact that he died if these movies you know are their own bubble fair enough but yeah. i did think that his death should have had more more meaning okay um and i felt the reason that he died was too contrived even for uh a bond film um even for these type of bond films uh, because they've not been like that um you know this is not this is not carl stromberg in
1: the
0: you know in the spy who loved me was oh I, I like water and i think everybody should live under the sea and that is the extent of my motivation or it's- or goldfinger you know i i like i like gold um, <laughs> <different film. laughs> Different, yeah, film. different wrong film um, <laughs> but you know that's that's one thing but in this universe we've been grittier and more realistic and i just think it it was uh, a deeply unsatisfying and contrived ending for for bond and maybe that's what they were going for and you know okay but okay. i don't like it okay um, that's fine you're you're allowed that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It's uh, you know, and I, I, I'm pleased if if you and others don't feel like that and you enjoy the movie more because of that. I think that's great. Um, I'm but not, That's that's my. That's the way I feel about it. I'm not as upset about you uh, as you are about it. No. Um, I think. I like so, we'll, we'll, I think we'll take it as read that these five films are on their own. I think they have to be, don't they? Really, I mean, uh, I was, how 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 angry about it I continue to be really depends on what happens next.
1: Right, um, says
0: James Bond will return, suggests that we're we're, we're heading for another reboot, and I can't the- see any other way that they can handle yeah. it, really. No, so um, I think. Craig's Bond has had, well, he's had a crap time of it. He, he has had some bad luck, hasn't he? Yeah, and <laughs> I just I just think, I just get the feeling that the end of that, just going, you know what, I can't deal with this now. I've, I've just acquired a family and had it taken away immediately. Yeah. I'm done. Yes, but, see, that brings me on to another point which was out of character for and not just for bond's character they only find out about this stuff well it's not true because m knew about it q specifically only finds out about this stuff like the day before and yet he is absolutely convinced no, this stuff's eternal you can never get it off there's no you know changing this you live with it forever once you got it he was convinced i'll give him that you're not even going to try? You're not even going to take some time and research this stuff and work with it and try and figure that out? You're just saying, oh, no, it's eternal. That's it. Well you got to I think, mean, though, this Heracles thing's been going for a while. Yes, but Q didn't know that. Yeah, but now that it's out in the open, do you think he's been at least researching it? Mm, I don't know. It didn't. It's a difficult one, I'll grant you, yeah. The fa- I I felt Bond gave up too easy. I grant you what you're saying that you know. I think it's an energy. accumulation of being emotions shattered. are running high. I think <laughs> I think he's just been. I think it was just one step too far for him. I think that that's my. I think that it's either that's what I think or that's my way of dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, either that's what they were going for, or that's the only thing you can believe, yes, yes. fair mm-hmm. enough, well, um, you know, uh, you're a friend, I'm not gonna mess with that yeah, <laughs> but, um... yeah that's uh, maybe that's my safety now, I don't know, yeah, maybe we, yeah, I mean, we have differing opinions on on the ending, and that's fine, um, you know it's it's only a movie <laughs> it is, and. And it's a movie that I will watch again. It's not put me off that much or anything. It's I will watch it again, and I will buy it and you know, add it to my collection. And you know, obviously, I'm not going to stop no. doing that now. I will probably watch it as much as I watch License to Kill. E- yeah. I, not very much. <laughs> yeah, it has its moments, but it doesn't get rolled out all the time. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Um, exactly the same. Yeah, that's not... If I'm thinking, oh, I fancy a Bond tonight, I'm not going straight to that one. No, no. No, no. and no, I don't think I ever will with this one either. I think of the Daniel Craigs, it'll either be Casino or Skyfall for me. Those are my two oh, favourites yeah. of these five. Probably Skyfall, actually. I think Skyfall's got it all. I think it's brilliant. I think that was the high point of the Craig era for me. Um, It was the high point, definitely. Uh, I agree, and I think it is his best. Yeah. But, But Casino is a triumph. Casino is a triumph. It was the film that needed to be made. They'd wanted it for so long. It is, obviously, it was the first book, and they'd never been allowed to film it. And, yeah, I think... It was a triumph. I mean, they took a hell of a gamble with it in many, many ways, and uh it paid off. It was brilliant, just a um, bit. Of oh, course, blimey, yeah, just a bit. Uh But this one, mm, yeah, it's, it's not the same league. But it, it's it's not a terrible movie. I'm not saying no. that. It looked brilliant. It was beautifully filmed. Brilliant okay. score. Some great individual sequences. It wasn't. As well constructed as a whole, as you might have hoped, a little bit inconsistent, as we've said. I tell you what, my uh, friend of the podcast who gets many mentions, um, Ben. Yes. Oh yes. Um, when I said to him that we'd been to see it, yeah, he he won't He wasn't seeing it until a few days later. But he said, "Don't tell me anything, but score mm. it out of 10. He said, "Just tell me a number." Oh, very good. Thought, that's 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 good. That is good. Yeah, that's um, a nice way of dealing with it. Uh, so I did, uh, and I I picked I picked eight. Okay. Hmm. I thought I thought that was my number actually. So there you go. If you had to score out of ten, what would your number be? Don't have to oh. answer instantly because I do want to touch on one last thing before we wrap. Yeah, it up. I'm going to have to take a moment to just ponder that. Okay, you ponder mm-hmm. that, and we need to discuss. Um, the tribute to Bond in M's office. We do. We do uh, need to discuss that little scene, and I which, use the word "little" scene. It it was little, but it was it quite was, big at the same time. Um, e- yes, yeah, because we've got we got a few people around the table. There, we got M, Nomi, Money, Penny, Tanner. Yes. Uh, and uh, Q. Sorry, almost forgot him there. Oh, they're all um, there. The full crew. Yep, having a, a wee dram. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, M gives a reading. He does. And yes. this comes from uh, a, a bit of literature we're familiar with. It certainly does. Yes, which I mentioned earlier that we would be coming back to. Yes. And um, it's, it's from You Only Live Twice. Is the book the book you only live twice is, it's, m actually has the book in his, his reading directly from it reading it's directly hand. from <laughs> it and it's a portion of bond's obituary from you only live twice yes because bond uh fakes or well, they fake his death in that movie in that well in the movie as well actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. um yeah in both the book and the film he died on. So the that he may so, That's right. he'd have wanted it this way mm. um Oh. Yeah. It could almost have been Roger Moore. Yeah, it could have. That was, that was yeah. a bad line. <laughs> that was a bad line. Um, yeah, so that he can go off on this this mission and meet Blofeld. and you, um, Blofeld. And mm. uh, then um, they both completely forget about each other and meet them again in the next film. Um, like they'd never met before. Yeah, However, but he's wearing well, a pair of glasses and a kilt. Oh yeah, and and Blowfield's cut his earlobes off so clearly, unrecognizable. Yeah, men, mended his face though. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Had a bit of surgery. Yes, which is also carried through to the next film because he has his face done again and grows the hair back. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. All over the place. <laughs> um, anyway, and maybe so you know maybe you know some of my problems with the ending of this film. Maybe they're not fair because they've done ridiculous things like that before anyway. I mean it, it is ridiculous and for your casual viewer, no one's gonna care. No, they're not, and I don't and I, I don't I, expect uh, anybody other than uh, nerdy little geeks like me uh, to even think about it. Um, I mean
1: but yeah, I am it, and
0: I have, so there. <laughs> it is an issue having a fleming book in the film. Um I've gr- I've I've thought about this and I've decided to quite like it. Okay. I mean I I've fallen on that same sort of side because it's yeah. they've chosen such a bit that was actually his obituary. It was and it's a lovely passage. There are actually some very nice passages in You Only Live Twice. Mm. The the context of when there's two points I'm going to make here. The mm. context of when You Only Live Twice was written It was later in Fleming's life. It was just after he'd had his first heart attack, which was a big one. But then you live like he did, and you're going to get a big one. And he'd gone to Japan to recuperate and uh, start researching what would be the next novel, You Only Live Twice, which is why it is set in Japan. And there's a lot of themes of death and resurrection in that book. Yeah, so I think the references to "You Only Live Twice" are deliberate in this, and I'm hoping it means this is the death. We will have a resurrection. Then I think we will. I, I genuinely yeah. think that. I'm not. There's, I'm not even worried about it to be honest. There's a haiku in the beginning of the book which Fleming wrote, um, hmm. and it's actually sort of referenced in the Nancy Sinatra song. For the movie. But it says you only live twice. Once when you are born, and once when you look death in the face. Oh, there you go. And I think, although they didn't use that quote, because that would have been actually saying the phrase you only live say, twice. It's a bit on the nose, like going a bit far, even for, for this. Um, but I think the themes of of death and resurrection that run throughout that whole story i think um is why they've chosen it and i i hope uh, is why they've chosen it yeah um, i genuinely think it is but it is the first time we've had fleming directly quoted um mm-hmm. in a bond film because clearly fleming doesn't exist in the bond universe that wouldn't make sense no but i think it's a nice i've decided it's a nice touch To, yeah, to it is, it is. Um, and Mm, yeah, and of and course, all the references to you and to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And um, that's the way we end as well. Yeah. Madeline and Mathilde, if you insist. Um, <laughs> I don't insist. I didn't write it. Yeah, it's um, definitely <laughs> Mathilde. Um, yeah, okay. They're off together, yes. Um, yes. In, the, in the V8 Vantage. Yep, um, well, let me tell you a story about a man called Bond, James Bond. Yes, and that's... Hugh the Louis Armstrong. Hugh the Louis Armstrong, yes. The old Satchmo. Oh, my goodness me, what a... It's quite the evocative song, that, isn't it? It is, partly because of its use in this movie, but partly because we know what it means from the original movie. Um, Point. We first hear the song, you know, whilst watching... Scenes of Bond and Tracy's courtship, and everything's lovely, and everybody's in love, and it's all happy. And then at the end, yeah, it's all very much not happy. No, oh, that's and it, Irma Bunt and uh, Bullet Through the Noggin, and that's it. Bullet Through the Noggin, and that's the final scene through the windscreen of the DBS. It's quite all right, really. We'll be going on soon, and all of that sequence, you know, it's so sad. Which, I mean, it, that film is so close to the book. Um, and that line is straight from the book. In fact, I've heard that Lazenby actually had the book under the steering wheel. um he was just holding it out of shot so that he could read those last three lines uh, right before he did the the take in okay. order to to really get the emotion. In fact, on the first take, he actually cried. He had tears coming down his face, but Peter Hunt, the director, said, no, no, no. We need to reshoot this. James Bond doesn't cry. Probably allowed to when his voice been shot Which I think is a shame. Yeah. I mean, they should have gone with that first take. But, yeah, powerful stuff. And I think they're trying to recreate that same emotion at the end of this one. I'll tell you um, what, I love the way earlier you mentioned um, the death of um, Spock. Yes. <laughs> and it was a hell of a thing it was a hell of a thing and in on the majesty secret service we had the death of tracy yes Uh, and then we had the modern star trek where they switched it up where that's a very good point isn't it there you go oh oh we're mirroring two of our favorite franchises (laughs) i hadn't considered that um there you go Oh, I'm going to need to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. It's, um, I like the references to One of Majesty's Secret Service. And as I said earlier, for a film that was basically buried for decades, um, it is actually the most referenced film in the whole series. They're forever uh, coming back to it. Um, I can see that flying off the shelf. At the Oh, moment. yeah. It was interesting, actually. I, I, I read the other day, and I, I sort of knew this, but wasn't consciously aware of it he Fleming I mean it's widely regarded as the best of his novels yeah yeah definitely it was written I mean it was one of the last of his novels it was written in 1962 Mm -hmm. um when he was writing that at GoldenEye just down the beach from his bungalow they were filming Dr. No so he was very much on a bit of a high he'd finally got the film deal, he'd finally found a couple of guys who were going to do it justice. He was on a bit of an up, and it produced potentially his his finest work. So as he, was, as he was bashing away on his golden typewriter writing on Her Majesty's Secret Service, Cubby and Harry were just down the beach with Sean filming yeah. Doctor No. <laughs> mm, good heavens. It's yeah, nice, well, it, it? Nice it little is fact. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I like that, and and I'm not going to question it. It was his best work, I think it was, and it still stands as my favorite film because of the story. Because it's such a strong story. Um, the more you watch it, you think actually, Lazenby was. He,
1: he was actually bad.
0: quite. He was actually quite good. He was. I think he did a very credible job as James Bond, and I think he would have gone on to done more, and he would have got better. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a shame that he only did one. I think we were shortchanged there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think know he was just... shortchanged. Um, well, it's mostly it wasn't his, his it wasn't... agent. Oh, wasn't it? yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Ronan, Ronan O'Reilly. That sounds right. What a tit! It was the guy who started Radio Caroline. Yeah, was his agent, and yeah, he convinced him that James Bond was over. It's finished. You know these guys are just going to exploit you, and um no, you should get out of this and he listened unfortunately, same really now, the way it's always been told is that they fired him because the film wasn't as successful. I don't think that's what happened no, I don't um, think so at all no I think I that was I think that was the studio trying to save face um, I think actually it was it well, it did all right, really. Yeah, it did well. It took a, It took longer to earn its money back than some of the others. But yeah. that's because they didn't promote it. Mm. Um, they didn't. They didn't push it like they pushed the others. And then they just threw lorry loads of cash at Sean Connery to come back into another one. Um, certainly not his finest work. And certainly not his. I quite like Diamonds Are Forever, but it's not his finest work. No. No. It's. Um, uh, I've got nothing against it, but it's not. It's not prime Connery. No. I quite like it, but it's not Prime Connery. But, and it's it's a very much a return to the more light-hearted American slapstick style that we'd seen from Goldfinger. And on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the style of that film really exists on its own. It doesn't feel anything like the movie before it, and it doesn't feel anything like the movie after it. It very much exists in its own bubble. Oh, it's Peter Hunt's only direction, yeah, isn't it? See, And he was brilliant. He should have done more as well. Well, that's it. They, they, he was only ever editor otherwise, wasn't he? Yes, he was editor up to that point. They gave him that one to direct. But it seemed that anybody involved with that film got a bit sort of tarred with it. and Yeah, but a bit sidelined after that, wasn't yeah, it? That was it? which is such a shame. Um, yes. It's only now, really, it's only in the last 10 years or so that it's become a bit of a cult movie. And certainly with this film, and one thing I do give it credit for, it certainly revived interest in your place and me. yeah it, it it really acknowledges that film it does for the, for the I gem think that it is I like to think it's perhaps Barbara and Michael you know, tipping the hat and maybe a little apology to George and saying, Sorry, we ignored you for decades, actually, you made us a pretty good movie, yeah, they did, and i i know that both you and I have watched it in the past week, so we have. Indeed, yes, we have. And it's still brilliant. Yeah. And I like all the references to it in this film. It's it's certainly the the deepest references we've ever had to it. Um and it does follow a lot of the same themes, you know, and I I get that. And you could argue that Tracy's death was fairly meaningless as well. Um, so you know. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I still haven't fully formulated how I feel about it, but um to come back to your question... if Ah, yes, might. we are going to um, round off with your score out of 10, aren't we? We are. It's, it's a film of many... It's a very dynamic film. It has good bits, it has bad bits. I think it could be better. But overall, there are some very nice sequences. I'm going to give it... Have halves, can I? That's cheating a bit. Um, no, no. <laughs> no I'd, like, I'd like a whole number, and then if it, if it differs from mine, we'll do an average, and that'll be the stuff and waffle score of approval <laughs> or not okay. approval, as the case may be, or not as the case may be. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten, so yeah. that's that. My maths is quite quick, so if we average that out, that's a Stuff and waffle score of 7 out of 10 for No Time to Die. It is, and 7 seems like an appropriate number for it. Well, it's in between mine and your score, so I'll live with that. We're not yeah. too far apart. I think an overall 7 is actually about right. Okay, um, I'll, I'll accept that, yeah. Yeah, because it's not perfect, but it does have some wonderful moments in it. And the the ending is divisive. It was always going to be. They must have known that when they created it. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, That's a very polarizing ending. And it's obvious the hardcore fans are probably mostly not going to like it. For me, it's largely how I feel about it long term will largely be governed by what happens next. I've, yeah, I know what you mean. And for I don't know why. I mean we've had no confirmation other than the the line at the end of the credits. But I just I just feel that we're gonna have Daniel Craig is gonna be five films. That's his bond. Yeah. In his own little bubble. His own image. Yeah. And what a wonderfully glorious bubble it is. What he has done has transformed it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't take anything away from what he's done with it. Yeah. No, not at all, and I think... Uh, and apparently he chose this ending. They presented him with a number of ideas, and he said, I want that one. I want that one. Um, I'm assuming like you didn't do that. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I hope he did in the script oh, meeting. Actually, yeah. Oh, on that one. Amazing if he did. Oh, oh I'm, I'm going to, in my mind, that's what he did. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that then. Yes. Yeah. No, that that's fair, and I, I've already, like I said, I've it's already concrete in my mind for some reason. But these, it's like these are, these films are on their own, yeah, and that's his story, and that's fantastic. And I think we're about to get, a, a, a well, I say about to get a reboot. I think they're going to leave it just a little bit. Well, I hope you're correct, and I think I can I can cope with it if these are a bubble. I I think, now that it's in Amazon's hands, uh, as much as Bond is ever in anyone's hands other than Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson, I think they may insist on some movies a bit more frequently than we've had of late. I yeah, I can see the frequency going up. I just see this initial gap being... I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be years and years. I just think... I don't think it'll be another five or six years... Um, I mean, this film clearly was supposed to be released eighteen months ago. So fair dues. I mean, the, the pandemic wasn't their fault, no. um, but um, or was it? No, um, oh, dear. Um, it's not. You're there. That's uh, the next conspiracy theory, isn't that's it? The next one, isn't it? I've just started it. Um, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> we need to edit this again, quick. Leak oh, something. No. <laughs> oh dear. No, you can't say that. We'll be we'll be eradicated. Um, yeah i think we're i think mr bezos is going to want something a bit sooner for his money um i don't think he's going to let him go another five or six years but it, i think it could be a couple of years i think i don't i don't know why this is just absolute crap rolling around my head i'd <laughs> say i'd say probably three years until you get a film but two years and, ish until you get an announcement of the next actor i think that'll happen sooner than that really? um i think that'll happen next year okay because it I... often does if you look at the history of it the new bond is often announced quite a while before they start production so right. i I, th- I think we may get we may get some indication of direction and possibly an actor uh, next year. Blimey. I think. Right. Okay. Because I mean, Barbara has refused to be drawn on it so far. Um, she said, well, you know, we need to focus on celebrating Daniel Craig's era and, you know, get this movie out and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I agree um, entirely. I think the focus should be on Mr. Craig at the moment. Of course it should. No, I agree entirely. I'm not disputing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she won't be drawn on it. But I think they are going to want to, depending on the reaction globally, and the reaction in the United States has not been good. Goodness, not, not even getting into that. No. Um, they may feel that they want to throw something to the fans. And they have said in interviews this time, because they've been asked specifically, um, I reference Mr. David Zeritsky of the Bond Experience, asked them specifically, do you consider the fans when you develop these things? Now, I don't know quite the angle or how he meant that. It's a loaded question, isn't it? (laughs) Well, exactly. Um, I don't know whether he meant did you consider the fans when you wrote this rubbish or did he mean uh, how much do you consider the fans when you develop these wonderfully constructed stories yeah tone um, does not come across does it i'm not sure which way he was going oh, with that. <laughs> but um i think barbara took it in the right spirit and she said "Well, yes of course the the you know the, the our loyal fans are the most important thing we have without them um you know this wouldn't this wouldn't get to continue so um, I think there's a chance they may want to throw the fans a bone quicker than you might think. Um, okay, that is my uh, thoughts at this time. That's but, fair. And my God, let's not open that can of worms. We no, need another podcast for that. We do. Let's not go there. Um, that uh, yeah. I mean, we've got nothing to base that on anyway, or well, not that we have anything to base most of what we talk about on. But that's. Mm. No, no, we, we, we can speculate in another episode, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It was nice to be back in the cinema, and it was nice to have a new Bond film. Yes. Yeah, I think that's absolutely spot on. Yeah. And we can debate the ending until we're blue in the face, but it was not a bad film. In any way, I think it it you know we've covered all the reasons. I think it was uh, it was it was just just good to be watching Bond in the cinema again. It's been a while, isn't it? Yes. There we are, and we can go and um, start polishing our little Aston Martin models and uh, and recreating some of the scenes and you know all those little. Or is that just me? No, we all do that. Okay. Good. I'm glad about that. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, Check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.